keep it going. Keep it going. Okay, that's enough. No copyright. Hey, John. Well, we are live. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spilling Ink. We are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals because we are all so professional in the publishing industry. They gave me an award for this, guys. They've given me an award for this. Just remember that. That's okay. For singing off key. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You guys are great. Well, you guys that are watching there probably know this man already. He's been on our show multiple times. He's a friend of the show. We've been on his show. It is Joshua Pantelaresco. Hey, Josh, how we doing? I completely butchered Hey Jude. I'm sorry, guys. I murdered the song. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> hey, Anita, thanks for watching us tonight. Mm-hmm. I think we're all getting a little giddy. It's towards, it's the end of the year. This is the happy season. This is yes. when all the pretty lights are out and some people get snow and and I got we're snow. all focusing on uh-oh, we lost Jane. Jane, we're all Jane got lost. On looking forward to celebrating something no matter what you celebrate. Mm-hmm. I think December is a month where we're almost always kind of a little more positive or a little more happy. I I I I've seen that go both ways. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, 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 no, like, 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 there is, there is, there is a group of people that this time of year is actually one of the most depressing times of year too. It that just, is it, true. It, there, there is a group of people that it is the case. So, if you are going through a rough time, if you are, this we'll just do this public service announcement now. If you are one of those people that do have a hard time this time of year, remember you aren't alone. Don't be afraid to reach out. People do love you. Just reach out because otherwise, no one's going to know what you're going through. That's so. the hardest thing, though, for people who are going through trouble. Reaching out can be one of the most difficult things to do. And it, it comes from various reasons. It comes from sometimes they, they have shame in themselves. Sometimes they feel like there's nobody who's going to listen. Um, sometimes the, the world has been cold enough to them. They don't believe that there's caring people out there. So I learned this lesson with my teeth, actually, of all things, because I was... <laughs> About four years ago, I, I did a GoFundMe for my teeth. It came about. It came about because a friend of mine, I'm gonna name her on the air, Susie Vidori, made the suggestion that you should ask for help raise money for your teeth. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a turning point for me because so for me, like like my teeth was was a big representation of some of my own personal <clears throat> in the past, and I was ready to fix my teeth. I just I just was ready for it. And when that moment came, I anger and other issues I had came to the surface. I didn't realize were still there because mm-hmm. you, you think you deal with some things. And then when you're actually <laughs> ready to fix some things, mm-hmm. those emotions that you, you thought you had under the, under control, Buried as my earpiece falls out, trained professional that I am. That's um, okay. My camera died because we sang so badly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It just gave up. It said, that's it. I quit. Yeah, it like, what? I murdered one camera, has been murdered on the air. I am proud of myself. I am genuinely proud. I murdered the camera. Anyways, that, yep. that'll, that'll set. That'll set. Here, does the camera have a name? It should ask us. Logic. Logitech. Logitech. Go! I can't say that on the air. It's just Logitech. <laughs> no. Just, I'm glad you did. I mean, wow. rest in peace. Yeah. Yes, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what happened. It just went off air. I'm like, ah. Do we have a record for how quickly we've spiraled off topic? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the first, the first, the first fifty, the first fifteen seconds was pretty, pretty much went off topic. So it's all good. Yeah. But um, but the answer to the finish my story on yeah, air. Sorry. Um, Susie made a suggestion to ask for help, and it never occurred to me to do that. My mm -hmm. family is not the type of people to um, ask for ask for help, mm -hmm. and I realized <laughs> I realized. Um, it, yeah, Rebecca, don't worry. You didn't miss. You didn't miss much. You didn't miss a thing. No, <laughs> but uh, it was it was so freeing because I realized that I could be vulnerable. I could be mm -hmm. in the like regard. Even if no one had come to help me, honestly, uh, oh, it it wasn't in my case. Dentist, it wasn't that the dentist scared me. It it did a little. I wouldn't be a hundred percent honest, but I didn't say it didn't scare me a little bit. There were other things on the inside I needed to deal with, and mm. but being open and honest and vulnerable about those things for the first time ever, I actually dealt with a significant amount of demons mm -hmm. um that i otherwise i might i don't think i would have had them all it, it was one of those things because i was ready to solve the problem and i opened up a lot of my answers and a lot of the things i needed to deal with happened <clears throat> and that was yeah, because well, i asked it, it, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> so then after then after the money was raised, I went to Mexico or like around the first of the year. Mexico is awesome to get your teeth fixed, by the way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But um no, it's yeah, like asking for help is is a tough thing <laughs> because it means you're vulnerable. It means but you're, yeah, you're you're human. Yeah. Ironically, mm -hmm. that's when you're at your strongest though. Because it's when you are, it's when you can acknowledge your vulnerabilities, that you're honest and you're in a place where you actually in a place of strength. You're acknowledging your pains. You're acknowledging your you're being authentic. You're acknowledging a piece of yourself that often you armor up against. So it's ironic. Yes, I respectfully disagree. That's okay. That's it. Not showing the soft underbelly to no one. That's okay. You don't. I, I asked for help at the store because I can't reach the top shelf. <laughs> oh, and here I am climbing up the shelf. I, I've done that too, but I, oh, yeah, I, I'm, getting, I, I, you I know, mean, I'm looking at the shelves that are stocked full. I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> Not at, without bodily at, injury. At, at, at the same time, there's just, there's just that point of lazy too. Is it really worth the effort of me climbing up for that thing? Right. Somebody else is really there's a tall person right there. That's right. Is it worth it? <laughs> exactly. Different ways of different ways of approaching it. But oh, that absolutely. also is, is based on how we were raised too and what we've dealt with going through. If you've gotten help when you've absolutely needed it from others, then you probably will be more likely to ask for help but if you've gotten smacked in the face yeah. when you've asked for yeah. help you're gonna be way less likely oh. to ask anyone for help there, there, it goes it goes both ways a little bit for sure but ironically enough for me it was a big unlearning lesson because my um 
I love, I love, I love Becca. Hey, Becca, how you doing? But, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, it was an unlearning experience for me too, because it's actually when I honestly opened up about some things I don't open up about. So it was, <clears throat> there's a readiness, I think. And also just, you know, um, yeah, it's just for my case in particular, I was ready. It doesn't mean every, I'm going to ask for help every single time because sometimes you don't need it right right but sometimes you have to figure that shit out on your own yeah <laughs> it, absolutely That's more often than not yeah. more often than not unfortunately uh, well Re oh Re rebecca i never i never just go by what people say i i have eight rules of success and the very first mm -hmm. rule actually it's nine rules now but the first rule of success is show up it's like the mm -hmm. dumbest rule ever but it's amazing how many people break that rule <laughs> No, it's 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 very uh, annoying how many people break that rule. Hey, rule one. All right, rule I want to know the rest is, of these rules of success. There's nine of them. You said there's nine. Yeah, let's go through this list. Yes, I want to hear it. Yes, we want to hear it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh Pinto. Yes, that's. Hey, hey, listen, that is not even. I I will respect you just for the simple point that it's original. All for the pantalones. <laughs> Rule okay. Do you want the do you want the uh, kid friendly or the not so kid friendly version of this? Oh, not so, not kid, so friendly. kid friendly. Okay, so yeah, not first so rule, friendly. show Come up. On. Yep. Second rule, do your shit. Number three is the cliche: don't quit. It's the mm -hmm. truth. The biggest two rules people break are rules one and three. Right. So mm -hmm. the biggest rule one and three. Hey Tim, how was my beautiful singing voice? Rule four. <laughs> The rest Hopefully is the rain. sound of the running water drowned, drowned yeah, it yes. out a little bit. <laughs> rule, rule, rule four, the rest is rain. Now, this one that might seem like an odd one because it's like, what does that mean? Well, mm -hmm. it's like this. The paradox of success is you can do everything absolutely correctly and still fail. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. And but if you don't do those things, you are guaranteed to fail. That's the paradox of success. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Fair. That, that, that's fair, Becca. That's totally fair. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I'm so I'm so glad, Tim. I'm glad you're with us. <laughs> yes. Any of our audio <laughs> listeners are going to be wondering why the hell there's all these asides and, and just random conversation. For those of you, we do have comments that are coming in and Josh is responding directly to the comments right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm just used to it because I do it on my show too, right? So, um, but the rest is rain is just simply a matter of preparation. And um <laughs> I am amazing. Anyways, but when the, but the thing is, when, like, so then your job, like the ultimate job, then you have when you realize that, that you don't have necessarily control what the result's going to be, is is do everything you can to prepare yourself for the opportunities that come. And that's so so, which leads to rule five: get the fuck out of your way. And I this came this came to a very uh, when I was nominated for the Aurora for my show. I actually asked the question of how I got there. And one of the things I realized is I looked at who I was honestly. What am I good at? What am I not so good at? And if I can avoid my weaknesses, right? How did I get here? What do I do well? What are my weaknesses so I can either avoid them or minimize them? Because obviously no one's perfect. But those are the thing I understand. Is it keeps me going around my success. Since then, Alice won my, not Alice won, Alice Zero, my first book in the Alice series, nominated for the Elgin Award. So I've been nominated and so recognition, right? 
I keep doing the things that work for me. Rule six, be grateful, be charitable. Always thank you. Always appreciate the little bit. Rule seven, no excuses. So there is no excuses. You do it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And really, the rest of it doesn't fucking matter. Rule eight, (laughs) stay uncomfortable. Because Mm, that's that's where you grow. Often your fears and your discomforts are the places where you need to go right into the heart of because those are the keys to your freedom. Every single time it's where you grow, right? Rule Mm -hmm. nine, do not fall in love with outcomes. Something I've been very, very aware of is we have a tendency to fall in love with, if we do this thing, this will happen. No. Better instead to go, Keep an open mind. Don't fall in love with any outcome. Instead, be detached from outcomes and work at it. Instead, just do the things you know you can absolutely control. Be open-minded enough. Be open-minded enough to accept new information when it comes your way. Because here's the thing. If you fall in love with an outcome, you will actually grow more resistant to anything that's contrary to that. And as a result, you'll fuck yourself hard because you will no longer be able to face reality you have put yourself in a position of this is my outcome this is the only outcome it's going to be it has to work this way that my friends is madness mm-hmm. instead instead i'm going to do this hoping this will happen and if new information comes my way that changes my mind i'm open enough to at least listen to it okay that's good. Those are really hello. good yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Those mm-hmm. are very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's my secrets. If you really, if you really want to know, I, I don't give myself excuses. I show up to, and do the best I can. I, I don't always succeed. I get a lot of no's. I don't give a shit. I believe in myself. I know who I am. I know <laughs> what I'm going to do and I'm just going to keep on going. And I'm not in lo- Again, I don't care. This is going to sound really weird. I don't care how I'm recognized. I'm more concerned with building the story I'm creating at this point than I am with what the outside. And that's not saying I don't appreciate people coming to me and saying, Hey, I love my books. Hey, I love your podcast. Hey, I love that. I do. I really do. But I'm doing this for me. Right. I'm not you're doing this with for you. Yeah. yeah. You're happy with you. You find your happiness in within as opposed to relying on outside forces to make you happy. Which One is the, really key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 no, no, it, it's it's such a big thing because one of the biggest things I realize I realize in this life is more often than not, we seek permission and recognition. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about any of that crap. I what well, I don't need permission, I'm going to do it. If I get recognized, that's cool. If I don't, that's also cool. I'm doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. I have no fucks to give. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's uh, it's honest. Like I, I'm at that point in my life where it's a beautiful thing. I don't have to cooperate. I don't care. I don't have to. Be, I can be curmudgeonly if I want to be. Everything's a negotiation. This is me as a freelancer speaking here. Everything. If everything's a negotiation, then at the end of the day, it's really about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So then I don't got to play by any of your rules. I just got to play by mine. <laughs> right. And that, and that's, 
that yeah, pretty much. I don't. That's probably <laughs> going to get me in trouble in the years to come. I'm sure somehow, some way, I might be more infamous than famous when it's all said and done. Meh. <laughs> so I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I'll still know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I, it. This is like this life is not about impressing everybody else around you. It's about being comfortable. You got to look in the mirror and be happy with who you are. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yeah, you have you got, to be able yeah, to do just, that before you can have any successful relationship too. Successful relationship, successful career, everything. You gotta like yeah. that person because yeah. that's the person that's going to go somewhere, and it's going to go. And this is the nightmare we all suffer from. At the end of the day, we all do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. The only question is, are we doing what we want? consciously or unconsciously if it's mm-hmm. unconscious be in trouble if mm-hmm. it's conscious we still might be in trouble but at least we're directing the ship right so blame <laughs> for it all right yeah. fine I did it to myself <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want no, me to sing Rebecca? Sing. no no sing. no <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to sing Becca on the air? I've already I, heard one I song. I actually to... sang on the air, okay? This has never happened before, <laughs> and it will never happen again. You say that now. There's some no, I'm, I'm Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm on your show again. You're going to make me sing, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> But you don't have to. If you don't want to. No, you don't have to. You don't. I, no, 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 no. See, see. A lipstick. So I, I, I got, I got, I got, I gotta say, like when Jay, Jay, was such a pleasant surprise on my show. I, 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 I know, and I mean that in like the best possible way. She was such a wonderful surprise. Um, I, I, we have more in common than I thought we did, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So I'm just old, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, that I said that on his show the first time, and he didn't know what to do. <laughs> because what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to, like, she can still kick my ass. I don't care how old she is. She can still do it. So I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> it was fun to make him speechless. <laughs> it can I don't be done. think it ever happens. Hold on a yeah. second. You actually made yeah. him speechless? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. How do you how do you follow? Okay, Katie, how achievement unlocked follow? right there. Yeah, how do you follow that? Like, what can I say that doesn't get me in trouble? Yeah, not much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's it push it around fun. to something positive then, because <laughs> you do have some recent achievements that we need to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, what what where, where where do you want to start? The book well, or the uh, new show? Let's... What do you what do you, what do you want? Where do you want me to go? Let's go books first. Okay, so I did another. I did a sequel to Alice Zero. Alice Zero got nominated for the Elgin Award this year, which I think is really cool. I don't think I won it, but that's actually really cool that I got nominated for it. And then my sequel just literally came out three days ago. So yeah, you're on fire. Yeah. So Alice, Alice one is the the official plot is Alice plays Jason of the Argonauts. In croquet in the Greek underworld in a labyrinth. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Very wonderland. So Alice. So for those of you who don't know, my Alice series is a mash is a mashup of Alice in Wonderland and Greek mythology. Cool. Right. And <clears throat> Alice is Pandora. And so mm-hmm. in the first book, she opens Pandora's box, 
and gets a certain Cheshire friend inside her head. And they have to escape mm-hmm. an insane asylum run by the playing cards. This one, without spoiling what happens in the first one too much, she's chasing the queen of hearts and the queen goes over the edge of the world and there's this portal she falls in and then she finds herself on the Argo. And she sails to the, she sails into the Greek underworld and there she meets Jason, who I think is a great villain, actually more than a hero, in my opinion. And so her <clears throat> Alice, Alice and Jason play croquet using Stygian birds as flamingos in mm-hmm. the underworld. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught up with the comments for a second there. I'm not leaving you known, Becca. Soft and not too stinky. What? <laughs> She's met me. She can say that. Cool. Yeah. That sounds wicked cool. I have to. Yeah, I like it. Get it to the top of my to-be-read pile. (laughs) Well, no, so, like, because Alice and Pandora, if you sit there and think about it, is the same story. It really Mm -hmm. is. Because Pandora is curiosity compels her to open the box. Alice's curiosity compels her to go down the rabbit hole. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the same story, really, when you look at it at the end of the day. So now I'm having some fun. I get to mash up Wonderland characters with with um greek gods and monsters and everything else like that and sometimes just they're not there's not really mashups or just true aspects um it, it's really fun no jason is a villain and mine he's an asshole a total asshole i had a lot of fun writing him um my favorite character the right though and that's in that story i always enjoy writing alice and the cat's interactions because the cat is in her head and in her shadow, which I think is a really neat little, they have yeah. a very interesting relationship and I really, really had a lot of fun with it. And I modified it. I modified it even slightly, even compared to the version Joe guy. It's they, they their interactions are very <coughs> sisterly actually, which is kind of fun. I like so. it. So, okay. So it's been nominated for awards. The first one was anyway. Yeah. It's uh, brand new, ready to be. Or you said it just released. It literally just released. Yeah. Wow. Sequel. Yeah. All right. Is there going to be another book after this? Yes. So the first book was Alice Zero. Alice Zero. Uh huh. The second book is called Alice One, as in W O N question mark. Okay. The second book is called Alice Two T O O. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And now, how are you finding time to write this? Because you have so many other things you're doing, which we're going to talk about here because that's part of your achievements so far. Well, I you just make – I've been a freelancer pretty – so I've been doing the freelance life pretty much seriously from uh, – it, had, it definitely has its moments for sure. Um, I'm not going to spoil it too much no there, spoiling. Joe. Uh, no yeah, spoiling. No, no, no spoiling too much. <laughs> Mentioned a few things, but I didn't spoil it too much. Um, so I've been freelancing like seriously since the pandemic started. See, I I because of my own personal history, the pandemic didn't impact me the same way it impacted a lot of other people. I've had I've had a sickness from it. I'm not I've lost control of my body. I've also come face to face with my own mortality. There is nothing about this time that scares me at all. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's just that's just how I'm wired. So I started just like, well, what do I want to do next with my life? 
I, well, I don't really want to work for anybody anymore. I'm too old for that shit. So um, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be a freelancer. And the first year was, I did some really cool things I'm proud of. But at the same time, it was like, there was always that thing in the back of my mind. Well, what if I screw up? So I did some temp work off and on. I was in Windsor, Ontario still at this time. I'm in Canmore, Alberta now, just to give you an idea where I'm at right this minute. I'm making one, one of my guests in particular very jealous that I have mountains beside me every day. It's great. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, I, uh, I uh, the second, so I was doing temp work and I realized like freelancing kind of has changed my mentality a lot. I cannot look at a job, like an actual like day job the same way anymore. I don't see myself as an employee. And that's a very, freelancing is very much a mental game. It really, really is. So what's happened to me is I like since July, I have made more money in the six months I've been a freelancer, right? In the last six months than I did in the first year. A lot mm -hmm. of my mentality. And I now do a show where I'm talking about Canadian immigration. That's that, that that's evolved. The podcast has been a regular thing on Twitch. I've been published in Writers Weekly, Author Magazine. I'm here with Magazine. Uh, missing one. Where am I missing? Done Anime Herald the year previously. Um, I've had, so I have now a, write, a resume for article writing, plus my first comics column. Then I've been writing, I've also written, I started drawing. <laughs> I just decided like, honestly, that I was going to make time for everything I wanted to do and I'm going to just do it. And going back to this, I have no fucks to give. I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to do my thing and I'm going to see how it plays ways, how it plays out. And it's been working out wonderfully. It's I think the confidence, especially the second time around, I am, like I said, I'm, I'm regularly now making four figures as a freelancer. I think I hit full, like comfortable living. My gut says springtime, I'll be there. I could be wrong, but I think I'm going to get there. That's good. Yeah. So with all the work that you're doing though, and still writing, how are you balancing the work for pay, work for creativity, and then free stuff? The, the I, 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 life I experience time. And family time. <laughs> fam 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 well, Family time, family time. Well, now that's in Alberta, it's not so much family time. Although I do, mm -hmm. I do make it a habit to wander around in the city on a regular mm -hmm. basis. Now it's really too beautiful not to. It's just so my day kind of goes like this. It depends on uh, like there's two days I'm under contract with the show I'm doing. Those mm -hmm. two days specifically go to those that show. My evenings I tend to stream, tend to stream. The but the rest of my day is kind of up to me. So. Also, I took advice from a gentleman by the name of Tim Chismar. And I think this is, and it was one of the best advice I ever had as a freelancer. Don't do any work for free. <laughs> he's actually, he's right. Like a really big part of this. When I'm writing my for creativity, the goal is to make a sale. It sounds very cynical, but honestly, that's like, I, I'm not writing, I'm not writing as a hobby. I'm writing to make a living. So I got to treat this like a living. So what am I going to do? I'm going to make the time in the day to do that. So that's usually afternoon. Sometimes like today, like I'm doing another freelance assignment. So tonight, today is going to be that freelance assignment. Tomorrow, I am not doing a damn thing because 
I need a break. And then mm-hmm. Monday, I do, again, I'll do my next assignment because I have another assignment to do. And then in the afternoon, I'll carve a niche to work on because I have my next book ready to go, which I'm writing and drawing. And that book terrifies me because I'm writing and drawing it, right? <laughs> but it's the next step in my process. And then mm-hmm. so that's that's my that's my work that's my creative work for the month of December is doing that new edition because I have a deadline personal deadline of Christmas and I want to give that book to beta readers because it's a perfect time for a lot of people to read is that holiday mm-hmm. so that's my goal that's a deadline and then I do my podcast I've already got my podcast booked all the way to the rest for the rest of the year so I don't have to do any of that stuff. Um, so I do the podcast, I post new episodes when I post my new episodes and I just, it just, it just becomes a discipline. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, that's, that's it. Like you can give yourself time management is again, something I said, huge. you do it. It's huge. Yeah. But I, what, what I realized, but what I realized is again, at the end of the day, you do exactly what you want to do. doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you are. So if I say, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to make time for that walk. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write 500 words today. I'm going to make time to write that 500 words today. And even if shit happens, because shit often does, Mm -hmm. right? You can still, you may not, you may not get to that 500 words, but you can still make a step forward. And that's Mm -hmm. the real secret. And that's the real secret. Some days, I some days I'll take a point to pitch to different magazines I regularly regularly publish to, mm-hmm. make that point to do that. Some days I and I guess again I just do this as a routine, and I just let what come my way come my way, and I just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sounds like it's working for you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the freelance life is definitely something you have to train yourself into. It's it's not natural for for most of us when we go from nine to five to or whatever your schedule is to mm-hmm. now you are in charge of your hours when you work how you work and who you work with. It's such a wonderful thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, is there is bad. there's a lot of freedom to it, which is nice. Like six months. <laughs> oh, you've got the countdown going. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be oh, no, wonderful. because you, mm-hmm. well, I I think we actually are heading to a freelance culture. More mm-hmm. and more, I guess, because I'm watching what's going on. A lot of people aren't going back. Like in Canada right now, there's currently a million jobs open that will that yeah. have not been filled and will not be filled. And in the States, it's even worse. I, I, I've yeah. seen your numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's even worse. So and the reason being is because and I mean, let's be honest. These jobs, you're overworked, you're underpaid. Mm-hmm. And after everything everybody's gone through. A lot of people have pretty much said, "Not doing that, that anymore." Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to find their own niche. We are going to be, we are heading more and more into a gig culture. All of us. So it might not be a full time job for everybody. It might be a part time thing, right? Mm-hmm. For some people, it might be a side thing for some people. But day jobs, as we know it, I think they're going to dwindle, right? So, and especially, I don't think the retirement's going to work the same. I've known this for a long time. Retirement's not going to work the same way. And I think that's going to become much more the reality. There's no such thing as a permanent job. There's no such thing as a permanent situation. 
it's one right. day at a time. So there's no loyalty to anybody anymore. Well, so, there hasn't been loyalty in, in corporate America for a while because it's it's all at this point at will employment. So yeah. in most states, there are some that you know have have some things, but in most states it's at will. So it's like, yeah, you know, we don't need you anymore. Or, you know, we well, need you the, for 130 hours a week. Yeah, but <laughs> we, gotta, but we gotta avoid going too political though. Right. No, no, I get I get no, I get you. All I'm all I'm just saying is people are recognizing it goes both ways. Right. And I right, and mm -hmm. I think I think what's happened is I think there's going to be, I think one of the big things about today is it's, that's what this is about. We all have a lot more freedom than we realize. And a lot of us are starting to exercise that. Mm -hmm. I never am going to probably work for anyone again, unless I'm paid a like, like F you money, like literally F you money to do the job because I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not wired that way. And you're going to, have to pay me a lot of money to be wired that way for any length of time. I'm totally bribable, but you got to price is right. <laughs> I like that. I'm totally bribable. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm honest. <laughs> hey, we all have our price. We That's all right. have our price. <laughs> Open for right here, fans. That's okay. Now, okay. So back to the achievements. Let's keep the positive spin here. Yeah. Um, you said you, you're not only doing your regular podcast, you're also doing a new podcast that, that's part of your contract. It, it, it's not actually a podcast. It's more like a video log. Uh, so what happened was I uh, so the, I got hired by a company. I'm doing a, hosting with Stereo Stapjack. We're doing um, a show about Canadian immigration. We're helping people get acclimated to camera, how immigration works, how immigration consultants work. And we like I do interviews on that show. It's a very different me in the sense that it's very PG, very corporate. And it's actually it's actually enjoyable because it's a different challenge for me. And I have good bosses. I'm I'm actually very been very fortunate with the staff, the bosses. They've they're they're giving me a lot of free reign to do a lot of different things and at least try a lot of different things. Because again, they want this to be a good show and I want this to be a good show because I'm there. And that's you know, that's a big thing. Um, a lot of credit to Sarah. She's incredibly organized. Very good for me that way because of, look, I, I, I didn't. The show still would have been good with me. It's great because of her. Awesome. Yeah. So how did you end up coming across this? LinkedIn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, LinkedIn. It was just, it was something that um, as a freelancer, LinkedIn is an invaluable resource. It really, really is. I mean, other things I've tried. I've tried commentary from the NHL. Just because <laughs> I, I, I did. Because why not, right? Yeah, right. I have I have an incredibly big mouse in like the best of ways. So I, I can do I can do sports for three hours. I have the ability to do that. Why not? So I try like so. There are these opportunities on LinkedIn that you don't see on the regular job markets. So this I, I came across. And and honestly, I, there's a big I, there's a big thank you to somebody. Mr. Go Indy now is a big reason how I got the job too. So Joe, thank you very much. Uh, but uh, it's one of those things where it just was there. I thought it was a good fit. I knew I clicked really well with the person that interviewed me because we ended up talking about Star Trek for like 20 minutes. I knew <laughs> like, I was. That's always I knew a good, it was a good time. Spin. 
that I knew that was going to be a good, it was going to be a good arrangement. It's remote. So I can work pretty much anywhere to do it, which I particularly enjoy at this moment in time. Like, so I, I was like going to ask if, if that made you move. Cause I know you recently moved too. No, I, I, I moved for the strangest reason of all for some people. My gut just told me I could do the most good here. Okay. That's it's one of those. It was just one of those. I recognize something. I recognize some stuff, and I just realized that it's like I can do a lot of good here. And mm-hmm. yeah. so you came. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, now I know everybody goes by that, but I tend to just listen to the. I listen to those impulses because they're almost always right. So. All right. Cool. So what what part did Joe and Go Indy now play again? Use a reference. Oh, okay. Because, um, so again, I have a history. The podcast is a history. There's a lot of people that I've, I've interacted with and, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca, Joe, get me a job where I can just chat all the time. (laughs) Sign me up too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get paid for this. Come on now. (laughs) You could. You very easily could. Yeah. Hell, I'd like I'd be happy at this point with monetization, but uh, that's still a ways off. Yeah, I we could talk. <laughs> we could actually talk about that. We not we do thrilling ink for the love of it, not the money. Clearly, because money. But 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 I I I get you. I no no. I, hey no, I, I totally mm-hmm. get you. But I'm like legit. If you guys wanted to, it's your call. It's your show. You do what you like. It is possible. So, all right, but let's get back to you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? What else? That's an off camera conversation. Yeah, it's an off camera conversation. Okay, yes. What what, what else? Like, what else would you like me to like? Like, where else do you you want to talk about my my drawing, my one year Twitch anniversary? I've been on Twitch now for a year. We're talking about all of your achievements. So, Uh, just keep going. Um, So, again, since July, I've had 12 articles published in various different places. I'm proud of pretty much all of them. My personal favorite is who is Quinn Teachma for I'm Here With Magazine. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, I, I was really happy with that. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying freelance writing in the sense that I'm getting to try my hand on a lot of different things. And it's, it's a lot of fun to do. Drawing wise, I have been drawing now for over a year. I've actually sold a couple pieces this year. Not for a lot of money, but I've actually oh, sold some pieces. That's nice. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, so uh, it, it's been kind of cool to do that. Um, my show is a kind of evolved. There's a drink and draw aspect to the show now. And I where I that. actually do draw do. with guests. I think that's a, a brilliant idea. Yeah. Well, it just it's a visual, right? It's a visual thing I do. It, it shows it become visual. So why not do visual stuff? I want to actually try some more things. But again, it's finding the right guests to do that. Heavy metal bands are now becoming a regular thing on the show as well. So uh, you're going to see more of those. Uh, my first one was this week, Ravenous, a eh, from Calgary. So it'll be, there'll be Canadian metal bands at first, but there's going to be some. There's going to be more music on the show. Um, I've definitely become more involved in the comic scene in a little bit in the, the Kickstarter comic scene. Um, try and get myself into the point where I'm doing book trailers for Kickstarters because again, I make videos now. I'm kind of good okay. at it. So, um, so that like, again, Twitch has opened so many doors. My podcast regularly now does 2000 downloads a month, which is pretty good. It's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's getting to the point. Like, again, I get sponsors now a lot more regularly now. 
Um, so that, that, that's happened. Um, and I do think, oh, it's a Twitch. Twitch is an amazing community. Um, I'm focused more there than I am on YouTube. Uh, just because I'm, YouTube doesn't quite have the same, I, and that's not enough to anybody on the YouTube here, by the way. I just, I enjoy the energy and in Twitch a little bit more. Sure. Um, I am, like I said, I got a book I'm writing and drawing right now. I never thought I'd say that in a million years. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but here I am doing that. Um, and the show I'm doing, a show I'm doing for immigration is going really good so far. So, I mean, I'm not quite to the point where this is a living living where I want making the money I want to yet, but I'm a lot closer. I'm like, I, I'm a guaranteed to make five figures as a freelancer last year, which is pretty cool. So then now it's now it's to the point where it's a good living. And that's, I don't think it's that far off. It's again, I may sound like a confident cocky SOB to some of the people here, but um. Twitch, um, to answer your question, Anita, I'm gonna. It, it, it's it's because it was originally designed to be a video game community. It has evolved into a lot more, much like Kickstarter has evolved into a lot more. Um, but it's that it's still primarily a video game community, and I can honestly swear, no one's more passionate about things than gamers. Gamers are mm -hmm. like the most passionate fans in the world. They're amazing people, and. I have a blast being a part of that like all the time. Even when I'm not on my stream, I will go bug other people for their streams. Cause again, you just meet some really cool, interesting people and I tell terrible jokes and sometimes I laugh at them. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm a... <laughs> yeah, I, ha I have a niece. My niece's boyfriend is, is pretty big on Twitch as well as a gamer. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's he's measuring now nursing versus doing Twitch full time. So, <laughs> now, yeah. Dean, you said off air that you've been experimenting with which one? TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok. How how's that working? Because I I'm not on TikTok at all. So I and I don't I'm a, not on Twitch I'm a bad mess on TikTok. <laughs> you know, it's like that singing thing. You know. <laughs> like i do 15 second things and it's just like i, I have no idea what i'm doing so <laughs> what are you enjoying? i think that's the, the key you have to enjoy what you're doing to remain on these platforms um i i'm not consistent enough right now to get any real viewership but but i don't know I, the, the first one i did was about a, a dream i had and i it was a you know 15 second thing of a dream you know waking up and going what the hell uh, but, <laughs> but it's it, yes and no because it's like when i get when i turn on the camera and i know i have to do a video recording it's like read you know when we had to read our things for joe's show <laughs> you know you get on there and you're a little bit <laughs> Like, um, what the hell? Yeah, I guess so. I, <laughs> you I, know, the three or four takes, I, and it's just like, I, what am I doing? I, I kind of approach like all these platforms is what mm -hmm. is the big part of your identity? That's part of it. Mm -hmm. And for me, for me, like Twitch is gaming. Yeah. My very first signing was a terrible failure, but I learned one of the most important lessons of my life doing it. And that was, how could I get people to come to, to my event? Because I did everything wrong. I didn't promote it. The store was in like this hidden little nook and cranny in, in the city where you, I, you literally had to know it existed to find it. Mm -hmm. 
So I had this really fun idea that I would, uh, I had the guy, the, the owner's son who was there with me, um, uh, print out arrows, right? Print out arrows mm -hmm. and uh, we taped them on the sidewalk, like a breadcrumb trail. People followed them. It was, wow. probably one of the most, it was probably one of the most important lessons in my life because they've taught me something very important about um, marketing, right? And, and the biggest lesson I learned about marketing is if I go to you, hey, I got this amazing product for sale right now for the low, low price of this. It very quickly, the mind will just like go into this like little happy place where it's like, I don't hear you anymore. Leave me be, <laughs> right? Or, right? Yep. or if I, if I do this, will you leave me alone? Right. It's, it's one or the other right <laughs> now. But if I go like this, Hey, you want to play a game? Mm. Look, now this is this, now, now it's a different response. Now you're like, what kind of game? You're not, not interested. You may not, you may not be fully committed, but you're, but you're at that point where it's like, okay, what's curious. the game? You're curious. Yes. Right. <laughs> You've hit the curious button. <laughs> or you're instantly, nope, don't want to. <laughs> So. I, have, I, I have never met that. In I'm my a contrarian life. today. Don't don't mind me. I'm I'm here oh, no, to play okay. double. That, that's it. okay. Do you like ice cream? I, I, yes. No, no, not, not you, Jane. Hey, do you like ice what? cream? Do you like ice cream? Which kind? No, okay, so there we go. You're not a contrarian because you did. We're too contrarian. Answer would have been no, and I would call you a liar on the air. But that's no, okay. then when you tell me the ice cream, then I say no. I no. baited you into the next question. No, no you, no, you didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got the answer I wanted. So there you go. Um, but um, it, it like the thing, the, the thing, the thing is, right. I just learned this. Like if you play and interact with people and you make it a fun, people don't care so much about your product or what you say, or even to some degree, what you read. It sounds sad as a writer in one sense, but here's the other sense. We're trying to make people feel something. So, and people remember that. People will remember my terror. They won't necessarily remember how terrible my jokes were or how bad I butchered an Aerosmith song literally in front of everybody to the point that I tweeted about it. It's like, I'm sorry I killed your song, Aerosmith fans. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Um, but, but they won't remember that, but they will remember the fact that I made them laugh. They remember the fact that I made them feel like there was a little bit of joy in their life. That's what people remember. <laughs> So my marketing, my the way I approach this whole thing, I'm going to have fun because if I have fun, I'm encouraging everybody around me to have fun. That may not be everybody, but it's not about getting everybody. It's about getting a group of people to find that wonderful ice cream flavor that you've made, right? I have this wonderful, unique ice cream flavor. And you're like, and Katie's like, it better not be Tiger Stripe. It better not be freaking Tiger Stripe, right? <laughs> She's not laughing. <laughs> she <was> like, hmm. <laughs> right. uh, Tell me the ingredients her. in this ice cream. Uh, 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 okay, <laughs> and stygian birds and other things, right? Mm. Anyways, these other, but that's the thing. I get these people come and and people that go down this will get this feeling of hopefully wonder, magic, a little bit of the absurd, and occasionally I sneak up and quote Joe. I sneak up on you and make you think about some things in a profound way because that's how I write. That's what I care about. And in turn, maybe what you care about. And maybe I make that difference. And you won't necessarily remember what I say, 
but you remember how I made you feel. Mm-hmm. And every form of marketing, that's what it's about. It's not about a sale. It's about making a connection, establishing a relationship. Mm. It's about making people feel something. Absolutely. And if you can do that, if you can legitimately do that. I apparently right. amuse, amuse Rebecca, but yes. I, I totally feel like the lawyer who turned, who turned himself to a cat on that, on that platform. That's what I feel like. So, uh, as a very Every grandma, time I do it. Yes. So, and, and, and as for Rebecca, yeah, Rebecca doing it though. That's the thing. I, mm-hmm. I have I've yet to really embrace uh, Twitter and, or just not Twitter, TikTok, and um, what's the other one? Twitch, because I've just I I don't know. I'm so used to what I'm doing. I'm the old lady in this situation. I'm so used to my tried and true. I don't want to jump into anything else. Mm-hmm. But it does look fun from the outside. Well, well, then don't worry. Just have fun, Katie. Don't worry I dabble. about it. I yeah, just dabble. Yeah. <laughs> she dabbles and babbles, and so do I. I have a big mouth. The only difference is they gave me an award for it. That's that's yeah, the only dabble. real difference. I like that. I like that. Yeah. We need to put yeah. that on a t-shirt. Yeah, I do. I should. I, I always have fun. I always have fun on my show. It's like I'm a trained professional when I screw up because it's it's so fun to screw up still, even after all this time. It's like I still make a lot of the same mistakes I did when I started. I'll never change. And that's a like, wonderful oh, thing. Oops. You gotta reveal your humanity. Yeah. yeah. Well, I again it's not you can own anything on the screen. Anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all in how you carry it. Right, it's all in how you carry it because, yeah, they want to stay. Look at that! There you go. You got a new viewer. That's right. That's right. And and that's just it. Like so, I want to be motivational. I want to make you think, and I want to have fun. That's who I am. That's what I do. Right. That's it. I I kind again. I know what I want. I'm, I'm content with who I am, and I just go out and do it. And I don't worry about the rest i just enjoy the fact that i again my life is incredibly blessed every day or almost every day i get to talk to amazing people you guys included i'm flattered to be here i'm always very it's still a very humbling thing next week i got sylvan newell who watched me murder the aerosmith song in the audience he we get right he actually got to watch it and uh sylvan's got like a really fun story so i can't wait to have him I got December Lace, a former pro wrestler, comic book guru coming on next week. She's a badass. She's really fun. Um, so I'm getting to meet all these amazing people and they want to come on my show. And that's a very that's cool. honestly awesome. humbling thing. Right. So I'm going in my own direction because I don't really feel like, like, even though I'm back in Alberta, I don't feel like I'm part of any one community anymore. I kind of feel like I've just established my own little universe and people are, are, coming in and out of it all the time and i'm good with that now that kind of speaks to the whole how the pandemic hit us all too it took us out of our current communities and kind of forced us into finding our own communities even if that means reaching out to people who don't even live anywhere near you Mm -hmm. we become closer through the internet than we were when we could go outside freely without any restrictions I, i i i met christina z one of the big pioneers for women in comics. Awesome. Incredibly curious woman, sexy as hell. And I never thought I'd have a conversation about kink and hockey in the same sense, but there we did. It was fun. And it was one, again, and this is the thing. I get this every day, like somebody incredible, amazing. 
And it doesn't matter who it is. I loved, like I had Anita Studer on there not too long ago. And he's just awesome. I haven't had Rebecca Jonesy formally on the podcast, but she did get to read her romance on my show during the pandemic. And I know that or like, I, cause I go, well, what do you want? I went, I want to do a rom- theme for romance authors. You, you, wait, I can read romance. It's like, yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> I don't care. Right. And just because uh, again, I, I truly think that romance authors do not get the love and respect they deserve. They really don't. They have making incredible, it takes incredible skill to write a good romance. And, uh, it, it's honestly something I recognized when I was in Calgary. I got to meet the romantic community there. There are some of the best writers we have in the city and they don't get the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. And they're great. They are legitimately great people. And and so it's like, I'm always going to have a little bit of a soft spot for the romantic community as a result. So if anyone, they, occasionally I'm going to let dirty words fly and lots of crazy, crazy kinky things, whatever. It's cool. Life's short. <laughs> <laughs> They were actually they they were Rebecca they they really really were. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they actually were. They really were. Conversations on my YouTube channel if you want to listen to it. It's yeah, Christina was a very very cool guest. I'm trying to get her back actually because I I think she's amazing. So. All right. Well, how about your outlook? Because we're getting close to the hour here. Outlook for 2022. What are you thinking is going to happen? We're going to become more dishonest. That's what I think is going to happen. I didn't mean society. I meant you. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm like, okay. No, no, no. no. Um, sorry. For me. Well, we went like positive, positive, positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eh? I, I, like, you, you didn't. You, you, yeah. Sorry. For me, I'm making a living doing this. I'm releasing three more books at least next year. I'm might be meant. I've also accidentally invented a board game. I'm going to be experimenting with Kickstarter. I again, I the one thing I learned from Alice Zero, I published it myself. Mm-hmm. I got nominated for an award on my own. I didn't need a publisher, I didn't need any of uh, any of that stuff. I did it myself. So I had this big giant epiphany. I had James Nettles on the show earlier this week. And we talked a little bit about some things. Oh, he's great. No, he's no. Me and him could talk for hours. We are two incredibly I can imagine fun. That. I, I could see you two together, just never ending conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's an incredible. Well, the, the thing, the really refreshing thing for my end, a lot of authors, even people that are older and have done it longer than me have this like this guy. Yeah, totally. Don't blame <laughs> your best. But anyways, don't blame me. But um, I uh, my my um, he's incredibly smart, and I, somebody and somebody like me very happy with who he is. So I don't. There's no permission talk. We're just bullshitting about stuff we both care about, and it, it's some of it's different, but some of it's the same stuff. Like that, again, we both have, we both have a very similar mindset on the business and where it's going and where we think it's going to end up. And ultimately I like one of the things I asked him is like, what's, what's the big five or big three or big, like there's going to be a cap where the big five end up, but they're going to, they're going to get smaller and you can see it coming. But I had this epiphany this year that traditional publishing is a niche and it kind of changed my whole outlook. It's like, why limit myself? And that might sound like a very arrogant statement, but the truth of the matter is 
with Kickstarter, with Twitch, with all the, like, there is so much room for people to, oh, I almost forgot. I'm also teaching, I'm also teaching a podcasting course at the Speculative Fiction Academy. I did this podcasting course this year. You can go learn all my dirty little secrets. I even have, as a cool little bonus in the course, I teach you all how the basics of making an audiobook for Amazon. I've done it, so I know how to do it. It's pain in the ass, but it's fun. <laughs> right. Um, that's that said, I uh I think we are gonna we have the opportunity to become more our independent thing. So if you have an idea of who you are, what you stand for, what you're gonna go for, that's not to say I wouldn't work for it with a publisher, but it has to fit what I'm doing. And I think there's definitely I think that's that's gonna become more the driving force and publishing in the future. The big five is for a very specific audience or that we're big four or three, whatever that ends up as. James says three, I say two. We'll see who's right at the end. Um, but right. But what it comes right down, what it comes right down to is I recognize I can get a decent sized audience on my own that listens to my crazy shit all the time. <laughs> right. Right. And they'll go with it. They'll disagree with it. But whatever, they'll, they'll, they'll go for the ride. Right? Totally. Totally. is Yes. Yes, Rebecca. Kinks and audiobooks totally go together. It's a total thing. But um, I, 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 what, I, what I see myself doing more and more is like I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm just going to find new ways of putting it out there, new ways of telling stories. My goal is ultimately for my writing is also not just to do it as books, but as board games, video games. Notice I'm not saying movies. It's not that I'm against doing a movie, but honestly, I think there's more there's more long-term value in getting my a video game and my, my stuff out there than there is in a movie at this point. That's just my opinion because I think video games is the last true great frontier of intellectual property. That's just my thing. So that's what I want to get in. That's where I want to go. So, um, that's going to be my outlook next year. Keep making great books. Keep putting out podcasts. Have great people come on. Make a total ass of ourselves. It's going to be great, right? Maybe I'll get myself some more awards. Maybe I don't. Um, try to get the people on my big 10 that I haven't interviewed that I want to interview. Try to get another one of those people off that list, right? Mm -hmm. um, that That's a big goal to me. I'd love to, I'd love to do that. Um, you know, and just keep seeing where I can take things because I don't, I don't see limitations. I think you can do absolutely anything right now. And I'm going to just keep doing stuff. I love it. I love your positivity. Cool. And we will have to check in with you again next year to see how that's going. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll, what I'll do next like, next year. Like, so actually, I'll show people real quick here. I didn't show you guys this one. I did show you guys this one. I'll show you. It's been one year since I've started drawing. So... Do you have a picture of like your first drawing to compare to your? Oh yeah, so I, I actually just posted. I posted it up on, on my Facebook. So my Instagram feed is Jay Pentelaresco, November twenty seventh, twenty twenty. You can see my first real picture I posted on the air. Okay. Um, but it's just December second. So this. Well, let me make your, your screen big here. This is Nikki Nash. I killed Nikki in 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 the book I'm working on. So she was like, "Yeah, totally." So the story behind this particular image is this. When I first interviewed Nikki Nash, she showed me this picture and it was like, I saw her with the guitar 
And I just looked at her. It's like, that's who she is. I've never seen that in a picture, like had a picture go like, this is you. There is no, like, that is exactly, this is at the end of the day, you are the performer and you're fearless when you perform. And that's who Nikki Nash is. And if she ever does listen to this, she's probably going to blush just a touch when she hears that. Um, so I asked her, can I draw you? So what are you going to do? I'm going to kill you. It's like, okay, cool. People like it when you murder them in the book. I don't understand it, but it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. They really death. do. That's all that we ask is make it a good death when you kill us. I don't know. It, it's an important death. But but the picture I'm working on, I care. Although I don't know if it's going to be the final, final version of this. That's going to be one of the last images in the book. I have a reason for that, and I'm not telling the story behind it, but the next book is my homage to Fahrenheit 451, one of my favorite books of all time, and I'm writing and drawing it, so maybe when I when I when when it's all done, and you get to see some more where I've evolved from there, um, I'll come back, and you guys, and maybe I'll just show you some of the different crazy ideas I had in terms of putting stuff together. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely yeah. be checking in with you. Um, we've actually gone over our hour, but Jane, I know you had something you wanted to announce. Silent Night is out. Oh, that's a gorgeous cover. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I have the, I have Silent Night and then I don't have the covers for Dragon Dawn that's coming out on the 7th, not the 21st. Because Wait, I, hold on. Which I one was it again? Dragon Dawn. Is that? Yeah. The, hold on. I think I have it. You must have it. Yes. Yes, the yes. third one in that. So, yep, Dragon Dawn is out on the 7th. Um, the paper book's out now. And then I did the trilogy in a hardcover set Ooh. that is out now. All right. <laughs> so I got it. My editor was great. She got things released. So I was like, oh, get it out for Christmas. <laughs> all of our followers, we will put the links uh, for both Jane and Joshua in the show notes below. Um, probably about 10 minutes after the show is done is when those will pop back up. So if you are watching and you want to know where to find Jane's books or Josh's books, you'll find them in the show notes. All right. Thanks for coming, Josh. Yeah, I, thank I, you. I, I love checking in with you. Yeah, I, I hope so. I I, I, some, I I worry I might have wrecked my welcome with some of the, some of the other things I said. We always but, have um, a good time when you come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, before I go, Katie, Jane, it always is a pleasure to have you guys. Good luck. Katie, you do a lot more work with the communities and a lot of people give you credit for. Thank you for all you do. Oh, thank and, you. Yeah. And Jane, I heart you. You're what you're you're one of the freest people <laughs> I know. I really, really dig you. So yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Me. Well, we will be back not next week. We'll be back in two weeks with another returning guest and a year-end review. So we will see you guys in two weeks. Everyone take care and uh keep on reading. <laughs>